Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. I'm going to be turning to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. If you want to open your Bibles or just turn there with me if you have it. And if you have it, say amen. And it says here, for we are his workmanship. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are his workmanship. Some of you are turning to the other person being like, man, is is he really God's workmanship? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, Can't can't be. No way. But it says, created, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. How many of you believe we were created to do good? Amen which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I just want to speak to you in a continuation. Pastor did such an amazing job last week on renewing your spirit, but I want to talk to you today on renewing your purpose. If you set your Bibles down, let's pray here together over this sermon, over today. Lord, that your hand would be upon us today, God. That it would not just be me up here just speaking, God, from what I think and what I know, but that it would be the words that you have given me, that you would touch someone's heart today, God, that they would get a renewed purpose for what your love, for what your grace brings, and for what you do, God. That your name would be glorified today, unto us, not just through me, not just through this sermon, but through our worship and how it it speaks to us today. God, that you would bless us today, that you would bless us today. And in Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. You may be seated. So like I said, last week, Pastor preached on a renewed spirit. And we are more than just physical beings, We have a soul and spirit that often can become weary by the circumstances we face. We need to allow God, though, to forgive us as we repent and walk in new life. And that's just such a, what Pastor spoke last week on that is just so important of repentance of, and then, and then baptism and then receiving God's spirit. Renewal is something that we all need from time to time. If that wasn't the case, we definitely would not be taking vacations. A lot of you, you got those vacations. How many of you have a vacation a year from now planned out? Oh, I see. Oh, I got got a bunch of hands out there. If we did not need renewal, we would not take vacations. But, you know, Some things also need renewal. There's some other little things that need renewal. Your driver's license, a passport. If you're a college student here, your parking pass for on campus that you just don't want to pay for, thinking that you can get by with until you get that ticket. They'll get you. They will get you. These are just a couple things that need renewal. And when something is renewed, it gets new life. It is freshened up. But life has a way of making us feel stuck. We can feel like life is happening to us rather than us living the life that Jesus offers. We sometimes feel like we are just going through the motions. And if you are there right now or have been there, then you need renewed. How many of you absolutely 
despise batteries. Like me, because I despise batteries. I have this, um, I was just my apartment the other day, and my future mother-in-law and my fiancé were over. She's moving stuff in. She's, you know, got to come in, decorate, start her decoration. Um, And uh, I have this coffee corner. If you know me, I love coffee. And I'm, I'm not just, when, you say, when I say coffee corner, I'm not just saying little drip coffee. I hear a laugh in the back. Somebody knows where I'm going. Um, I have a very, I do pour over coffee, but I do it a little bit extra than normal people. I order fresh beans every month from a subscription. I grind it up. I measure it per cup of coffee, grind it, pour the exact amount of water over it on a scale, I told you I was extra. I told you I went above and beyond. But I have this light that is underneath the cabinet right above my coffee station. It just gives a little cinematic look at night, you know. Just, I just, I just want to look at my coffee corner and just be like, man, that looks, looks good. Looks good. But this light, unfortunately, has batteries. And what do batteries do? They die. Oh. And it's just such an awful thing because we have to go buy new batteries. But I don't want to buy new batteries. So you just go to the TV remote, you know, and you take out those batteries. And then, you know, you go to the, the next thing. Then when you need a TV remote, you, you got to go somewhere else. You're not looking, because who wants to buy batteries? But many of us have just felt like this. We felt like that we run low on energy. Batteries die. And we keep trying to find what gives us, what gives us, what gives us renewal. And we feel like people have maybe thrown us out. Or that we are completely drained and that we need a fresh kick of some kind. Often we feel this way because we have lost our sense of purpose. Whenever we are feeling like we are running low, we usually do something to pick us up out of our low state. For me, it's going, like I said, coffee. I go to a coffee shop or I go play golf. We just have things that give us energy, give us motivation, give us a a new sense for the next day. But all of these things that we go to, they're temporary. They don't last very long. Soon, you know, that cup of coffee for me, it runs out. Or the, the high off of shooting a good score, or shooting a bad one. But that high of shooting a good score, it wears off. It doesn't last forever. And these things suffice for a moment, but the one source of renewal that never fades is Jesus. The one source that you can go to no matter what. And any moment that you are feeling down, that you are feeling out, like I said, like any circumstance that you are going through, that, the whole, that life is just happening to you, and it, you are not living in a fullness of God. But you can get a renewal through Jesus. We go through our lives trying to find meaning, trying to find what clicks and what makes sense. 
This is where we must receive our God-given purpose that can give us a new life right in the middle, right in the middle of our search for meeting. The scriptures speak to this purpose as Paul writes to the Christians in Ephesus. It turns out that the struggle with needing a fresh purpose and meaning in life is not a new struggle. Paul was addressing this in the first century. The scripture I just read earlier is from Paul, who wrote the book of Ephesians. Paul calls us God's handiwork. It's what you called your neighbor. You said, hey, you're God's handiwork. Or you could say we are his workmanship. The Greek word used here is poema, meaning creating or that which is made. It is where, it's where we get our English word for poem. We are God's handiwork. We are his creation. He spoke us into existence. He is where our purpose comes from. It's why pastor, I just, in preparation for this sermon, you always see pastor, he always says, today is a good day for a good day. Because when you have Jesus, I don't think some of you heard me. When you have Jesus, when you have him on your heart, you may feel down and out days. You may feel that, like I said, things just come against you. And you go to these things that you find. You think, oh, this is going to give me renewal. This is going to give me a new sense, a new motivation, a new step to take. And it just fades off. But Jesus, it never fades. It never wavers. You wake up every day as a good day. Every single day is a new beginning. Every single day is a day that matters because you have Jesus on your heart. You have Jesus on your heart. God made you on purpose and for a purpose. When we create something, we take pride in that, in that object. I remember in... In kindergarten, I gotta be careful of this side. Pastor warned me before I got up here. I gotta <laughs> come to this side, you know. Pastor, I've been watching. I took your advice. So we, I remember this um, in kindergarten. I know it's a long way back. Some people say I'm 45 years old. No, I'm not. Not 45. Only 28, 27. Sorry, but I remember in kindergarten. Um, we had to build these gingerbread houses. And I remember specifically getting an extra day, like they gave me an extra day to work on it because like, I just was like, man, this is the, I have the best one in class and they want me to put some more time into it. Maybe it's because I was too slow, so like I was taking my time in doing it. But in my mind, this gingerbread house is the best one in class. But I, I'm, I'm sitting here creating that thing, and it's, to me, I could not wait to show my parents. Like, they had it to where, at the next open house, they had them all, and all of the kids, all of the parents would come through, and you look at all of the gingerbread houses. And I'm like, see, Mom, here's mine. Here's mine over here. Oh, oh Jimmy's over there. Ah, is it, see how mine's so much better than his? You know, I was like, I was so proud of my gingerbread house. And it's because I created it. We always get so proud of the things that we accomplish. And 
there is a reason that the creation story in the book of Genesis speaks of God creating each day and ending each day saying, it is good. God takes pride in his creation. He loves it. When he thinks about each and every one of you, he calls you good. Mm. He calls you good. It doesn't matter what your past is, where you came from, what your parents did. None of it matters because he looks at you and calls you good. Because you are his creation, and he made you on purpose and for a purpose. And for some of you, God is reaching to bring you into something greater, and he isn't just reaching to you by accident. It's not a coincidence that you're here today. Mm. It's not a coincidence that you're here today. God is reaching for you. He is reaching. It's not just that you're sitting in row J, seat six back there. We don't have letters on the rows, so don't worry. You come in next week being like, I got my spot. He's not just reaching for that seat that you're sitting in. God is purposely reaching for you today. Because he is here to remind you of the desires that he has always had for you. And maybe today he wants to remind you that though you have existed so far in your life only for yourself to show up to work to build a social media following, to eat, breathe, and sleep. He has a new, renewed, and greater purpose for your life. Paul, the author, I said, of the book of Ephesians here, and most of the New Testament, actually, is the perfect biblical character to look to for a renewed purpose. His story amazes me, really. This is a man as far from God as you can imagine. He's out here persecuting and killing. He he was killing Christians. He was responsible, actually, for the first martyr in the Bible, Stephen. So you look at you look at you look at Paul here. Farthest farthest you could be from God, and he was just he was just terrible. He was putting people like you and me in chains. And some of you that are married are like, I'm already there. Already, I'm, I'm already, <laughs> you're like, I've already, I'm over here, you know. <laughs> Man, I got, got a lot of amens today. Let's go. Whew. Now I know I'm really preaching. <laughs> mm, good preaching today. <laughs> amen. Uh, I know. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. But before Paul was Paul, he was a man named Saul. And Saul was a Pharisee. And if you don't know, a Pharisee was a group that was persecuting Christians because they were changing, they were bringing a new message of Jesus. And because of this new movement of Christians, they were seen as a threat to the Jewish establishment. But Saul persecuted Christians in this early church so much, so much. But God had a different purpose for him. My dad always likes to tell this story of my brother Jordan. Some of you um, may not know, I am a quadruplet. It's an icebreaker you can't put money on, I always say. You can't buy it. 
Can't buy that icebreaker. You're like, oh, man, that's... But one of my brothers, uh, my identical twin, Jordan, I do have an identical twin. I take off my glasses. This is what he looks like. So there you go. Yeah, he does have hair. I sacrificed a little bit early. Um, but my brother Jordan, I remember we were, as a kid, my dad always loves to tell this story. And Jordan really wanted this certain bike. I'm a small town in southern Illinois, and Jordan really wanted this Diamondback bike. It's Diamondback BMX bike. Not, but it was, he really wanted this bike. And he had this bike that, of course, was not a Diamondback bike. And so there was a friend, though, that was selling, trading a Diamondback bike. The issue was, is that it was just a bike frame. So, what does Jordan do? Jordan comes walking home, carrying this bike frame. Traded his whole bike, perfectly good bike, for a bike frame. My dad goes, what are you doing? Go take that back right now and go get your bike back. Jordan, of course, is up, super upset. Because in his mind, this is the great, I have a Diamondback bike. I've, I've got it. It doesn't have brakes. It doesn't have wheels. It doesn't have a chain. It has no gears. Like, it has nothing. Oh, but it's a Diamondback bike. My dad made him go get his bike back. But we always think that we know what's best for ourselves, that we know the best value. But sometimes it takes a parent to remind us of what is truly valuable. The same way that it takes God to step into our lives, to remind us, to remind us of what is truly valuable in our lives. Mm. When you don't feel like you are enough, when you don't feel that you belong, or that you are trying to find purpose and value in things that God has not meant for your life, See, if you had asked Saul for the purpose of his life, he would have told you it was to stomp out the Christian movement and to ensure the survival of the Jewish religious elite. But his story wasn't over. You see, Saul had a misplaced purpose. Mm. He had a misplaced purpose. He was missing the purpose that God had for him, not the purpose that he had for himself. Because he, he knew that. He knew Oh, this is, I'm here to stomp out this. I'm here to stop the name of Jesus. But God had different, had different things in mind. He was not living up to his God-given potential. And some of us may have the same sense that we aren't either. But the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. That he is the author and finisher of our faith. What does that mean? It means that your story is not over. You may feel like you are here today questioning what God has for you, but your story isn't over. You may feel like nothing is going right for you and that the world is coming down upon you, but your story is not over. 
Because he came so that none shall perish and that all shall receive righteousness. And that righteousness is for you so that you would be able to walk in peace, that you would be able to walk in a wholeness that he provides, that he would be able to provide you a renewal, a renewed purpose in what his name brings. Amen. The scripture doesn't speak to whether Saul was at some kind of crossroads within his life, but God was wanting to use him for something great. And all it took was God to have a divine intervention with Saul. Here in Acts chapter 9, the very spirit of Jesus, whom Saul was persecuting, confronts him. He is knocked to the ground, trembling, and in astonishment of God says, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus. Instantly, Saul asks, What will you have me do? Man, it's just crazy what what a revelation will do to you. When God will come in an instant... In one moment, and Saul didn't question, what will, what will you have me do, Lord? In this one moment, this first time that I've ever felt your presence, what will you have me do? Mm. What will you have me do? Here's someone who has gone his whole life with his own purpose, with his own agenda. Just listen, just, he's here with all, hanging out with all of his other people, doing his thing, and God comes in a moment and gives him a divine intervention. But not just that, God blinds him. Man, you think, man, God comes and he's trembling in astonishment. He's on the ground. God, you came and talked to him and not just telling him something different, but you blind him. I believe that that's because sometimes we won't hear God. We won't listen to God unless he blinds us of what we think, of where we're, because we always want to see our present, our future, where we're going. We have it mapped out. We know what our future has, right? But God, he blinded Saul here so that he would walk by faith. So that he would walk by faith and not by sight. And he told him to go to Damascus, to the city, and said, wait, and I will tell you what you do there, what to do. God steps in to renew Saul's life by changing his plans and reorienting Saul around a brand new mission. What the scripture speaks to is this disruption, this moment, this moment where he came in and changed Saul's life. Jesus cares enough about us to intervene in our lives as well. Here's a man who had it all figured out. But his story wasn't over. I, um, whenever I was in Bible college, and I'm coming to a close if the musicians want to come. Whenever I was in Bible college, I went with the wrong intentions, you could say. Me and my brothers, two of my brothers, we went, and I'm a musician, as a lot of you know, and my main instrument is drums. And 
I went thinking, oh, because it's a very musical, like musical Bible college. Well, it's Bible college. It's about focusing on ministry. But I was going for music. And I went in and I had this idea that I'm going to play drums, that this is what I'm going to do. And I did that. And you had to try out each year for different groups. There was a, it's really, really competitive. You try out, you know, for all of these things with hundreds of other people. And I made, you know, like one group below the top. And everybody, but that, the guy that was in the group, he was graduating and everybody was like telling me like the year before, you know, going into the next year, they're like, hey, you ready? Like, you're next, you know, that you're going to get that. That's, you ready for it? I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I'll just, we'll see, see how it goes, you know, but I'm inside, I'm like, I mean, yeah, I can't wait. This is, this is what I'm going to do. And the next year comes and we come to tryouts and I didn't get it. And I questioned God. I had it I had it all lined out. This I'm I'm here I'm here at Bible college. I'm here I thought I'm here doing your will. What what is what are you doing? But God had a different purpose for me. Because if I would have stayed, if I would have done that, just been just been a drummer, I wouldn't be right here today. Because God could have put a purpose on my heart. He put something greater than what I had in my than what I thought was right, than what I, what I had in question, what I thought God's will was. I had pastors. That's why it's so important to have pastors. I had pastors in my life tell me, you're going to be more than just a drummer. You're going to be more than just a musician. There's so much more for you. And there's so much more for you than what your job is. Than what you identify with and what what you put a part of your life because God has a greater purpose for you. And it all starts right here. Because whenever I went through that, I said, God, whatever your will is for my life, that I would just walk with you, Lord. And a lot of times we over-spiritualize that. Just saying, we think that, God, I need you to talk to me exactly like Saul was talked to. But no, all it takes is just coming right here and just lifting your hands with an open heart to say that, God, I'm here today. Oh, that I'm here today so that you would move upon me. There is a path to purpose. There is a path to purpose. And it all starts with the Bible. God will never contradict his word. And if you want to walk in a renewed purpose, 
this is where it starts. It starts right here. It starts with this. It just, it just takes one step, one step out from where you are at to find renewal, to find a wholeness, a peace on what God has for your life. Let's all stand here today. God has something so in store for your life. Man. Mm. Saul was sitting here praying. I just remember I was reading this this morning. Saul was standing here, or he was sitting out in front of the gates, waiting for Ananias to come in and heal him. He was just, God told him, a man is going to come and he's going to heal you. I was just reading this this morning. Here's a man who hasn't, he didn't eat or drink for three days. And he's blind. But God told Ananias, he said, go to this man. He's sitting out in front of this temple. And he's praying. If you have a situation in your life, if you, Ananias was praying for his healing. He was blind, but he was, he was blind. He hadn't eaten or drinking anything for three days, but he was praying. He could have sat there and just sulked and just waited. Oh, but he was praying. So I want to encourage you today. I want to challenge you today for a renewal of what God has for you. To just pray. To just pray. Because there is, there is a wholeness, there is a newness to what he brings. And that's repentance. Coming to this altar saying, God, I'm sorry for everything that I've done. For what I've made it. When I came to the house of God with my own agenda. Oh, with, with what I thought worship was going to be like. With, you know... I came in and I came out and that was it. But there's a greater purpose. But there's a greater purpose. So as I pray over us here today, what is that renewal that you want? That renewal of God's purpose. What, what is it in your life? I want you to think of it right now. That thing that you don't have an answer to. And that you need. I want you to think of that as we pray. And then these altars are going to be opened. And I want to encourage you to come up here and to give your heart, give your vulnerability to God so that he can renew your purpose. In Jesus' name, Lord, that your hand would be upon us here today. We thank you, God, for the sermon, Lord. We thank you for the message, God, of a renewal that we have, that we have a chance. That we have a chance at renewal that we have an opportunity to come here today to lift our hands and to open our hearts for what you have for us and for what you are going to do in our lives. That you would touch us today, God, that you would speak to us, God, as we come to these altars here today to glorify your name and to exalt you, God, in what you have 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I encourage you, these altars are open. Come and experience what God has for you. It just takes one step. It just takes one step out from where you are. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.